Yes, yeah, so we are back on Let Your Voice. We heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. And it is now time for the News Roundup, where we talk about our favorite stories. Things that make you laugh, cry, curse, or sing Hamilton. And to help me with these conversations, I have Jackie Cohen, Alyssa Fuchs, and Hollywood Selena Hill. Why is she Hollywood? Because she was on Salon having <laughs> a live Facebook chat on their interwebs. When I go on Facebook Live, I get blocked. When she goes on Facebook Live, she gets followers. This is the way it goes. Getting tagged by Tamika Maori on Instagram, writing articles about people from the show Power. You were just killing the game, <laughs> Selena Cat Daddy Hill. And guys, the new genre, we are renaming it. It is now called White People Like to Run While Wearing Dirty Sweatpants <laughs> That Are Covered in the Lives They Have Stolen Through Racism. And we have plenty of good stories. Is that too. a thing? Yes, it is. Lena. Oh, wow. Okay. Is so... that like Basket of Deplorables? <laughs> yes, I just made it up. All right. So we do have a lot of news stories here. Mm-hmm. And FYI, guys, our phone systems are down. So if you're trying to call in, they're not working this week. Hopefully, they'll be working very soon. But tweet so, us. Yeah, just tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio and hit us up on uh, Alyssa's fan page, Politically Preposterous. No one goes to ours. Just go to Alyssa's. Yeah, just, just go straight to Alyssa's because <laughs> she's checking in now on her laptop. Uh. So, you know, today is 9-11. Um, September 11th. September 11th. 2016. Nine, uh, thank you for the full date, Stanley. And, you know, we would be amiss if we did not commemorate or acknowledge. Um, yeah, we would be remiss if we did not commemorate or ah. acknowledge. Um the, the significance behind 9-11, um, the deaths, and also how it changed our lives. I mean, it's been 15 years, wow. and we still feel the effects of 9-11 every time we walk through TSA, especially yeah. at JFK and LaGuardia here in New York City. Can I just say where I was when yeah. the time, we had something through her pen at me, now she can't find it. Karma. So, anyways, guys, I was in cooking class and I was getting ready to pull up from 40 um, and ask out this girl named Hazel Perez that I had a huge crush on. Yeah. And just as I was getting ready to shoot my shot and tell him my inner Dell Curry, because Steph Curry was still in junior high school at that time, <laughs> but his daddy was in the NBA. My teacher, Grant Springer, who listens to this podcast, so shout out to you, he was like, hey guys, let's sit down. Something happened. And he told us that the um, Twin Towers had been crashed into by planes and he said they think it was a terrorist attack. Who do you think did it? And I said, the Japanese. <laughs> Oh. Were you in Brooklyn yes. at the time? East- were you able to, to see it from where no, you were? No, we were in Eastern York. Yeah. You can't see anything from Eastern York except like poverty. So, um, <laughs> But they did put a TV in the cafeteria, and I, we were all joking about it, and then we saw the effects, and everyone kind of got really quiet. Well, it's interesting that you say that because when the my school first made an announcement, I was in 10th grade at uh, West Hampstead High School, and when my school first made an announcement about it, um, we had just come back from lunch break, and it like sounded so unbelievable that we actually thought it was a senior prank. We thought that like the seniors right. had taken over the PA system and were like pulling a senior prank. And so we also thought that it was a joke because we hadn't seen any footage yet. And it wasn't until I went to my next class and started seeing the footage where we really started to realize like, wait, hey, this is not senior prank. Well, yeah. something that I remember from that day, and I will never forget how remarkably bad my middle school dealt with with telling us, and I understand they were put in a really tough position where they didn't know what to say, and I was in a middle school, I was in seventh grade, um, so they didn't know what they could tell us, and it's sort of the kind of situation where, how do you break this news to a group of children? But um, I grew up in the suburb of New York City, so during the day, people started taking their kids home from school, like, in in droves, right, and nobody understood why, um, and we didn't, you know, this was pre-having the internet and every, I mean, we had it, but, it, you know, we didn't have, like, constant access to television and internet, yeah. um, so no one really knew what was happening, and they had an assembly because where I grew up, most people have parents, at least one parent that works in New York City. Yep. They had an assembly, including myself. They had an assembly where they said, 
something really bad happened in New York City. We can't tell you what it was, um, but if you have two parents that work in New York City, you might want to stay after this and figure out arrangements because they might not be home <laughs> when you leave school. <laughs> That's how they handled the, the – and I understand in retrospect, you know, it's like they, nope, they nope, didn't nope, know. Nope. It was like the worst thing they – and so we're freaking out, and I remember nope. like uh, hearing from a friend of a friend that my dad was okay because he ran to a friend – um, who was the manager of a hotel at the time um, and was able to get there. And so I knew that my dad was safe. But I remember being 12 years old and terrified. I thought, like, an atomic bomb went off in New York yeah. City. You know, it was like, I thought the whole city was wiped off the map. They should have just said the Twin Towers came down because that's well, what led to you thinking it was an atomic bomb. There were people in our town, though, that were killed in the Twin Towers, either yeah. because they were FDNY or NYPD or had yep. worked there. And I think that the fear was that so many, they didn't know how many um, kids' parents worked in those buildings, were in yeah. the surrounding area, and so they might be telling these kids that this happened before they learned of their own parents' death, which is, like, an, an unbelievable... You know, I understand that that's a difficult decision. What do we tell these kids? But yeah. it was a terrifying day, and I think even then I realized how much our world would change forever. I remember on my U.S. history teacher, his mother worked there, and he just ran out of the school. Our One oh. of our favorite subs, Mr. Farrell, he was a firefighter, and he had to go out there. He couldn't. He never came back to the school. He had too bad. His PTSD was too bad. I can't imagine. Wow. Like he got to the building, and like a, someone, a, someone who had jumped out, landed on a firefighter. Oh, God. You like, know, and was... and yet we're still fighting this battle. Just like not to totally politicize this, but like we're still fighting this battle over the Zadroga bill that has to be renewed constantly. Yes. And the right. fact that they like won't just permanently put it into place, and we have repu- and like. Republicans that claim to care about 9-11 and care about first responders and post things like all lives matter and yet they're the same people who are like oh we don't know if we can afford this bill yeah. so that's just a reminder that you need to stay on top of your legislators yeah. and make sure that they're continuing to help out these first responders people that are still suffering with horrible diseases due to inhaling stuff like from the second Gansia. wave of casualties yeah. Yeah. due to 9-11 I know we gotta wrap this up but I do want to just one moment I, we need to shout out the FDM the yeah, NYPD, the yeah. EM, like MT. Like, I know we have a lot of shows where we talk about the police and we're not very happy, but every officer, every fire person, everyone put their lives on a line and yep. went above the call of duty. And we can never thank them enough for that. Yeah. And also the people that worked on the ground, ground zero. Right. When you were talking about PS- PSTD, PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, when you were talking about that, um, it reminded me that my father suffers from PTSD because he too was one of the ground workers at Verizon wow. on the ground there. So yeah, we still feel the effects. I mean, you know, just to Stanley's point, um, F. Scott Fitzgerald once said, the, the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to keep two opposing ideas in mind at the same time and right. still retain the ability to function. So you can, on one hand, say, we care a lot about our first responders, um, and on the other hand, also say, we need to deal with police misconduct issues. And, like, those things are not mutually exclusive. Like, mm-hmm. you need to be able to keep those two ideas in the same you know, in mind at the same time and still be able to retain the ability to function. Yep. That's what makes you an intelligent person. Yep. And that's wow. something we really need to to remember. Yeah. Um, but speaking of 9-11, actually, so Hillary Clinton was at the 9-11 um, memorial and apparently she got a little overheated and dehydrated. Um, you know, she's been out on the com- campaign trail like 16 hours a day. And so she left and she went to Chelsea Clinton's apartment and she, um, I presume, got some water and Took got some air conditioning. And then 
came back out and she's fine and you know but of course this has not stopped the right wing media from now she like, coughed three times the day, so, so she must be dying so Hillary is dead already it's a zombie don't vote for Trump they're trying to trick you that Hillary is alive she died 10 years it's ago it's weekend at Bernie's <laughs> yeah no it, 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 <laughs> she's been dead for 50 years yeah I, I weekend at Hillary's well, so, Hillary's well, fine everybody Hillary's fine or FYI no I mean well speaking of people who have died or who haven't obviously Hillary's still <laughs> Alive. Um. Also, I wanted to talk about the St. Louis, the Ferguson activist Darren Seal, yeah. who was shot and then found in a burning car in Ferguson can a I, few days ago. Can I say something? And I know I'm not usually the conspiracy theorist, but something is going on. This is not the first time they have found an activist or somebody who had witnessed a Mike Brown death dead the same exact way. Yeah. I feel like that's true, but I also feel like our job as journalists is no, to not that, this speculate. is the second time. It's not speculation this that happened the, in 2014. No, no, no. I'm not time. saying that. I'm saying oh, it's, third. we don't, what I'm saying, let me finish, which is it's our job as journalists not to speculate as to actually what happened until we know what happened. I'm not saying that we shouldn't speculate about it being the third. Like, I understand what you're saying. Yes, yeah. this has happened before, and so it definitely raises lots of red flags, but I also think it's important that until we know all the facts that we don't make presumptions about what happened because for all we yeah, know, like, it could be totally something unrelated or maybe it's not right. so you know like let's obviously continue to follow the story and continue to bring you more information as we actually have it because um, I think like that's the better thing that we can do I don't like the fact that you're trying to use facts and common sense and logic I want to be emotional and make <laughs> irrational assumptions and mistakes I you mean, will not stop me Alyssa I mean it was the third time so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna continue to think what I want right. to no no Alyssa's right though she really is right yeah. it's not safe to speculate guys but yeah. you know the most important mm-hmm. thing the biggest thing in this is that someone lost their lives, someone who was trying to do good work, yep. right. and a family member lost their son, brother, friend, uncle, and that's a really big thing. So we want to make sure we, we honor and respect that person in all their contributions. And, and I want to shift gears, like saying that, and I want to talk about how Matt Lauer just completely <sighs> bombed this candidate's, um, the Veterans Forum. So earlier this week, there was a Veterans Forum where Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton sat down for 30 minutes each individually with Matt Lauer to be dealing with questions that addresses veterans' issues and the war and ISIS and so on and so forth. And of course, Donald Trump got on there and told lies and was extremely incoherent. <laughs> and I think Matt Lauer, like all of us, was like just so blown away of like just how much of a liar he was. Maybe he was afraid to challenge him, but he didn't challenge Trump at all. Hillary gets on there. All of a sudden, he's cutting her off. He's telling her to hurry up. He spent 15 minutes asking her about her emails. He, it was just, it, in my opinion, it was just a complete crap show. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I want to get you guys' opinion about it because I thought, you know, I'm, I've always get so frustrated because I don't understand how people had this irrational hatred for Hillary Clinton, but they don't even know her record. And I feel like this interview is an example of why that happens because of sexism. I mean, I think Matt Lauer really screwed up, and I think that. For whatever reason, maybe it's because he is inherently sexist. Maybe it's because he was so dumbfounded by Donald Trump's responses that he just like lost his train no. of thought and couldn't challenge him on it. I don't think that's true, though. I think yeah. that Matt Lauer is has been in this industry for years and is a professional and should know how to push back on a candidate. I mean, like to think about like on the flip side, you have like Katie Couric, right? Mm-hmm. Who when in the 2008 election is really pushed, <laughs> really exposed Sarah Palin for who she was and the ridiculous things that she Can had I to say. Can I jump up for a second? Yeah. She didn't really push. She said, "What's too 
plus suit. And well, she said, where's like, yeah, exactly. And, like she just asked normal questions. And, and Sarah, Sarah Palin, Palin imploded. <laughs> right. But she didn't shy away. Right. And she yeah. didn't shy away from following up. I think that of all of all people to be able to conduct an interview with Donald Trump and really push back and really call him out. It's not like a surprise to anyone on the face of the planet that Donald Trump will say ridiculous ridiculous things well, yeah and nice um push. if if uh if anybody can handle an interview like that in theory it should be matt lauer and i think yeah. that he really messed up and i think he deserves the the sort of feedback he's been receiving well you know i was just reading something that was interesting about this and like just about this format i actually like this this forum because it's run by veterans it's run by right, iav yeah. I, yeah. and i think it's an important forum but here's the thing and essentially what this article was saying is and I don't necessarily agree with this, so you can chime in, but that it's not the moderator's job to do the fact-checking. It's the other candidate's job to do the fact-checking. And that's true, I think, during a debate. it's it's right. for, Well, here's what I think is supposed to happen. One candidate says something. The other candidate is like, no, I'm going to fact-check you. That's not true. And the reason why it's not true is because X, Y, Z. And then it's the moderator's job to go, you know what? Yes, Hillary is right and Trump is wrong, or vice versa. Like Kenny right? Carly did in 2012. Right, exactly. Like that's, but that doesn't happen when you're doing a forum because when you're doing a forum, you don't have both candidates on stage. So in that situation, then I do think it is the moderator's job to fact check somebody because to me, it's like in a debate if you say something and then you get checked on it by the other side, and then the journalists come out and say, "Hey, this is what's true and this is what's not." You know, here's the thing about facts. They're, they're facts. That's why they're they're true. That's why they're facts, right? Yeah. You know, like they, they don't change with anybody. It's like the sky is blue. Is it? The sky is always blue. It's an unchangeable fact. It's not debatable. I don't know why we've reached this point in time where every fact is debatable. If it's debatable, it's not a fact. It's an opinion. Yep. Right. Pretty much. Well... Can we talk Speaking about? Speaking of, sorry, go ahead, oh, I was gonna say. Speaking of debates mm-hmm. uh, that Alyssa was just bringing up, so we're scheduled to have our first presidential debate in two Mondays. I think it's September twenty-sixth, and it'll be taking place here in New York City, in Long Island, actually. God willing. But there's been a lot of pushback from Dr. Jill Stein and Gary Johnson uh, because they saying that they're saying they should be included in they're those not debates. High enough. It's as simple as that. If you but pull a ten percent, you get on the debate. When, when Gary, like, isn't that almost like a popularity <sighs> contest? Just like you're not popular enough. Well, no, because they did the same thing with Bernie Sanders. Like, rem- okay, so remember, like in the beginning of the debates in the primaries with the Republicans, and there was like seventeen. They only let the twelve or the ten that were getting like the highest polls, and then the other people were saying, well. Well, if you don't give me a platform, if you don't let me tell the world and tell national viewers what my platform is, I'm never going to be able to They've been a national platform. Gary Johnson bombed the obvious question. I was going to say, like, maybe we, when we do give Gary Johnson a platform, he asks questions like, what is Aleppo? So maybe we don't want to. knows what Aleppo is. Yeah. yeah like, and then Jill Stein had a, a, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Go. Jill Stein had a forum on CNN where she said, I have a theory. It's called It Takes a Village. You mean the book Hillary wrote? That like conservatives like bashed. She and said it was she, a theory. No, she said I have a theory that we should follow that Hillary Clinton doesn't understand. Because they said, what's the difference between you and Hillary? She goes, Hillary thinks we should bomb everything, and I think it takes a village to raise a child. She literally said that. And Hillary's book is called exactly. <laughs> and it's like you don't. That's what, I, I mean, that's like like if they want to be taken seriously, then they should say better. things like, yeah, exactly. Well, but, I don't. I disagree because the thing is Gary Johnson was not making any headlines until he messed up on Syria. So look, that's not all true. The, I, I, I didn't hear, I didn't see it. That doesn't about mean him. he wasn't making headlines yeah. just because you didn't read it. Well, it, look, we're talking about it. We haven't even talked that much Gary about Johnson Gary. Gary Johnson wants to repeal the Board of Education and Jill Stein thinks Wi-Fi is making children sick. So there you go. 
You want to add them on the debate so they can talk about that? I would like to see them. Does <laughs> just Zayn actually think that, or are you just... No, she actually said that. What, about Wi-Fi? Yes. I mean, yeah. Gary Johnson may make the debate stage. We don't know that yet. Yeah, right. No, you're right about that. He may make the debate stage. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is chasing black people, but not actual black people, mostly Uncle Toms and, and posers. And the deplorables. Yes. Um, you know, but here, you know, here's the thing about Gary Johnson making the debate stage. I think I want Gary Johnson to make the debate stage because I think it's good for liberals. Because I, I think if a number of conservatives see Gary Johnson and they're going to go, oh, I like this guy, Gary Johnson. I'm not voting for Trump. I'm voting for... And I'll give you oh, an maybe. example. Like, not you... No, I said conservatives. Um, like, I... So there's going to be a bunch of people that are like not in favor of supporting Donald Trump, but they feel like because they're conservative, they don't have any other choice, right? And that they have to vote for him. And they're not really familiar with who Gary Johnson is. So if Gary Johnson was on that debate stage, I think it would be good for Hillary and for Democrats because I think people would look at him, conservatives, and say... Mm-hmm. Wow, I really like this guy. Now, just to give you an example of this, in Arizona right now, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are polling pretty close together. And Gary, yet, and Gary Johnson, sorry, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are polling close together, and Gary Johnson is polling at about 10% in Arizona. If you add Gary Johnson's 10% to Donald Trump's support, he would be blowing Hillary out by 10 or 11 points. But because 10% of people are defecting to Gary Johnson, Hillary is only losing to Trump in Arizona by like two or three points, which is within the margin of error. So, whereas Jill Stein is only pulling about 2% in Arizona, which means Gary Johnson yeah, is pulling more support away from Donald Donald Trump people then Jill Stein is pulling away for Hillary Clinton from Hillary and I think that could be a really good thing for Hillary so right. I would be in favor of Gary Johnson being on the debate stage because I think that would sort of split the conservative vote and Hillary would have a better chance to Gary Johnson's credit he's actually governed Jill Stein was like on a county league committee or something she's a doctor yes but govern like oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, ben Carson's so was Ben Carson too. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> my like, luggage my listen, luggage you can call me an establishment all you want I am not a fan of people who have no kind of governing experience to be to be running for office like it's it's just it's not the best idea and the Donald Trump is a perfect example of that he doesn't know anything <laughs> and he might be the president of the United States and have the <laughs> nuclear codes are you really excited about that and he's not doing that he's bad really excited anymore. about the nuclear codes yeah he's the only one that's excited everyone else is scared to death all right guys so um we just wrap up a great conversation with the news roundup, but keep tuning in after this break. We're going straight into a conversation about athletes and activism. I'm definitely going to want to see you tweeting about that, Bianca. We're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick and the other athletes who have used their platforms to protest. That's the way it was. You was good on the low for a faded. I'm so faded love. What the fuck you complaining for? Feeling jaded up. Used to trip off that shit I was kicking to you. Had some fun on the run, though. I'll give it to you, but baby, don't get it twisted. You was just another n- on the hill list. Trying to fix it in the issue. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. Get white horse in the carriage. But you never could imagine. Never thought you could have.